Hello, my wonderful listeners. Just a quick note. This is a preview of a story exclusive to my Little Stories Premium subscribers. To sign up for Little Stories Premium and hear the full version of this story, click the link in this episode description or visit littlestoriespremium.com. This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I am so thrilled because I have a guest, and I have to say he is one of the cutest and least creepy guests I've ever been fortunate enough to welcome to my studio. My guest is... Da-da-da-da! Dietrich, an adorable Egyptian fruit bat... Welcome, Dietrich. Oh, sorry, Dietrich. I have an email. Dear Rhea, didn't you say in a previous episode you didn't want bats in your studio? You know, it's about context. You know what I mean. I'm happy to have Dietrich here. And like I said, he's adorable. Some bats are creepy. Not this guy. Hmm. This is so exciting. Yeah, you can hang right there. That's fine. You want an apple or something? Yeah, I have berries. Hold on a second. Let me just open my fruit cupboard. All right, there we go. What's that? Oh, are are they here now? Okay. Apparently, Dietrich's family is here. I was only expecting one bat, but I guess I could fit a few more. Yeah, let's let them in. Oh, wow. Um, you have a big family. (laughs) No, this is fine. (laughs) This is fine. Why don't we get to the story? And you're all going to love it. All one, two, three, four, seventeen of you. There are bats in the story. Let's get to that story. It's called Grumble and the Cave. It's perfect for bed. Maybe you could all go to sleep? That would be great. Okay, take it away, Noah. Now remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. Okay, here we go. Grumble was a salamander with a long tail and little legs and enormous eyes that were good at searching in the deep dark of the cave where he lived. Grumble didn't call it the cave. The cave wasn't a special something that needed a name. It was the whole planet, as far as he knew. But Grumble didn't even know there was a planet. How could he? To Grumble, it wasn't dark in the cave, because he'd never seen the sun. In order to call something a cave, one has to have been outside of a cave. To call something quiet, one has to have heard loud sounds. And to call something darkness 
one has to have known light. But Grumble didn't know any of these things. His world inside the cave was simply the way things were. These were the sounds in the cave. Water dripping down into puddles. Bats swooping. Rats squeaking. The occasional rumble of thunder. Oh, and Quib, Grumble's best friend, who hopped along beside him and occasionally rode on his back when need be. Quib was a small frog who couldn't see well. They had met when Grumble had cornered Quib and had been poised to eat her. But Grumble was charmed by Quib's personality. Hello? Is someone there? Before you eat me, can we have a conversation? Would that be possible? Grumble had decided to keep her around and protect her from being eaten by anyone else. It was weird at first, becoming friends, but over time it was something they could laugh about together. Remember that time when you were going to eat me? That seems so long ago. I would never eat you now, Quib. I know. To Grumble and Quib, day and night were all woven together. They were most active at what we'd think of as twilight, just after the sun has dipped beyond view and the light is rapidly fading. One night, Grumble was creeping over some rocks. Quib was right behind him. With his big, sensitive eyes, Grumble could see things in the dark, like mushrooms he liked to eat, and also some creepy, crawly things. So he ate those, and he kept going. A bat swooped nearby. That wasn't unusual. The bats did a lot of swooping. That was one of their favorite hobbies. Then, more bats swooped. Still wasn't strange. As I mentioned, they enjoyed swooping. But then, more bats swooped. And more. And Grumble began to wonder what was going on. Grumble, what is happening? Quib said, moving closer to her friend. She sometimes relied on Grumble to explain what she could hear, but couldn't see. The bats are swooping. It's probably nothing. But this amount of swooping was not normal. Usually, the bats moved on quickly to some other activity, like hanging upside down and glaring. But they didn't move on. They just kept swooping. And then, all at once, they were gone. Grumble went back to his foraging. He used his little claws to gather up a few more food items. 
He was about to drop a slimy something into his mouth when, ah, Grumble snapped his eyes shut. Grumble, what is it? My eyes, they're on fire. Grumble blinked, but couldn't see a thing. It was as if his vision was blotted out all at once. He kept blinking, hoping his eyes would return to normal. But they didn't. Every time he tried to open them, there was a great brightness that made them tear up. He huddled himself in a ball, blinking, wishing his sight would return. Then, on top of the great brightness, he began to hear sounds he'd never heard before. Quib hopped right next to Grumble and held onto his arm. Something's coming, isn't it? The sounds were like tiny booms of thunder. Over and over, it sounded like this. Whoa, this is awesome. Check out those stalagmites, Dad. Stalactites. Those are the stalagmites. Oh, I always get those mixed up. Grumble tried to use one arm to block out the noise and another to block out the brightness, but neither was very effective. The loud sounds kept coming, and the brightness wasn't going away. In his brief glimpses of the things doing all this booming, Check out the mushrooms growing on this wall. Grumble saw that one of them was holding the object creating the great brightness. Grumble imagined this thing was filled with terrible magic. He was scared. For the first time in a long while, he felt the need to run. He grabbed Quib and put her on his back. Hold on. Where are we going? I don't know yet. Grumble ran. His stubby legs were a blur across the slimy ground. As he ran, the brightness got a little further back, and his eyes started to adjust back to the darkness. He sighed with relief. But he heard booms again. Dad, do you have the water bottle? I'm getting kind of thirsty. And saw the light coming behind him. So he ran on. He scampered over rocks and under rocks. He slipped on something and tripped forward, but he kept going. He had never ventured so far, and he started to feel a difference in the air. It was less damp. He kept going, and he came to an opening in the rock face. He could feel air drifting through it. It smelled totally different than the air he was used to. The sounds came round a corner, and the light followed. The things! They're coming! Quib shouted. Grumble panicked. He thought back to the blinding brightness and the pain of the sounds. He thought of Quib and what might happen to her if the things got too close. 
Grumble squeezed them both through the opening in the rock. There is so much more to this story. Join Little Stories Premium to find out what happens next. You can find the link in this episode description or visit littlestoriespremium.com. Once you join, you'll get access to a premium ad-free listening experience with extra stories. Thank you, as always for listening in.